Hello, Ghostbusters. Please hold. Hey, Ghost Heads and Ghostbuster fans. Extraplasm Podcast helped us clean up some of our extra equipment at the firehouse. And now you could win it for a small donation to Starlight Foundation. It helps sick kids in hospitals. It's a worthwhile cause that helps the community. Or my name isn't Janine Melnitz. That's right, Janine. By donating to Starlight, listeners of the Extraplasm podcast can help to provide hospitals with Ghostbusters flight suit-themed gowns for kids as a morale boost while fighting off sickness and negatively charged mood slime. And, overall, supporting Starlight helps to provide kids facing lengthy hospital stays and difficult procedures with enrichment, fun, and play. Donate at least $10 to help support Starlight Foundation through Extraplasm's campaign page at donate.starlight.org extraplasm and you'll be entered into our Ecto Unobtainium giveaway, where you can win Mark Brian Wilson's autograph, a Hasbro Ectoplasm Lab playset, or the ultra-rare and canceled Hasbro RC-RTV trap from Ghostbusters Afterlife. One contest entry per person. Complete details can be found on the Extraplasm Instagram and Twitter accounts, or ask questions at extraplasmpodcast at gmail.com. We're ready to believe you can make a difference. Right, Janine? Janine? Hi, it's actually Laura Summer from The Real Ghostbusters. So, donate today and win one of these fabulous prizes. Do it for me, do it for the kids. Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! Yes, you're doing it. Really quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call the Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that believes Santa's reindeer are only able to fly because he paints their antlers with psychokinetic mood slime and encourages people to go caroling and spread cheer in public for a week before takeoff. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, Vic Maniac from the internet, and this episode we're talking with Ted Kalunga and Matt Barker of Ghost Heads Radio about their weekly live stream video show highlighting Ghostbusters franchises around the country. And more specifically, we'll chat about their involvement in the 2022 hashtag Ghostbusters Toy Drive campaign, to organize local toy drives and charitable campaigns hosted by Ghostbusters franchises and benefiting kids this holiday season under one marketable banner. And you may be wondering, Jim, didn't you just put out an episode like four days ago? And the answer is yes. (laughs) But there's some things you should know about to start your Monday for sure. And our conversation this week is about giving it the holidays, uh, something that the time will run down on very quickly in the next 10 or so days. Uh, So I wanted to make sure we stop and discuss these things because there's a lot of charity work being done under the banner of Ghostbusters this month, including our own Extraplasm Unobtainium charity giveaway where you can win a rare and canceled Hasbro RC trap and hard to find Ectoplasm Lab or autograph photos from a Ghostbusters performer. Um, so, you know, don't forget, you can do that for just $10. Uh, but this year, over 30 different franchises nationwide participated in hosting Ghostbusters toy drives to benefit kids in their community. And we'll hear a bit about how Ted and Matt helped to coordinate with the NYC Ghostbusters and other franchises nationwide to market those events under one social media hashtag. But before we get into that conversation, we're going to talk about a few headlines, some of which are going to have some pretty, uh, short expiration dates to act upon. So let's get into those pretty quickly. Still making 
headlines all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. All in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at you. So, to start out the headlines for this week, uh, Monday is going to be a pretty big day, and that's something that I want to put out there because, of course, the uh, podcast is coming out on Sunday. So if you're listening to this on Sunday, mark your calendars. If you listen to this after Monday, uh, the next couple moments may, may not be as useful for you as you might like. Uh, Monday, Ivan Reitman's Plasma Series action figure from Hasbro is going to be auctioned off in support and benefit of Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Uh, and that's happening from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time at net. You do need to pre-register for this auction, so you don't want to just like show up there and then try and bid during the uh, period of time and then find you can't. Uh, so you may want to do that on Sunday if you're thinking about bidding. I covered this on the podcast the other day, but I want to sort of just reiterate it. This is an, a really cool figure that is a one of two. They only made two of these uh, because they were made for uh, Ghost Core and for one to be auctioned off. And these come in a Tobin Spirit box, or this comes, not these. But this figure comes in a Tobin Spirit Guide uh, box. It comes with uh, a little megaphone that is just like the one that Ivan had while making Ghostbusters in 1984. It comes with a film clapboard for uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And of course, it comes with Ivan Reitman in a Ghostbusters flight suit that says Reitman on it. So uh, it's a one of two figure. This was a priceless figure. It's going to go for lots and lots of money. Uh, But if it's something that you think you might be interested in, the starting bid is $80 and the uh, auction begins at 9 a.m. on Monday uh, Pacific time. So be aware of that. And again, the URL to check that out is one.bidpal.net. The other big piece of news to keep in mind for Monday is that Big Head Club Mini Puffed NFT holders have their final masterclass session taking place. uh, And it is a Ghostbusters Afterlife watch party with Jason Reitman and Gil Kennan. So uh, that takes place also at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And if you are a mini puffed holder uh, from Big Head Club, you'll need to register for the Zoom session in advance by using the link that's currently posted in the Ghostbusters owners channel on Big Head Club's Discord server. So make sure if you're listening to this on Sunday and you fit into the criteria of somebody who either wants to bid on the Ivan Reitman plasma series figure or the person who has a uh, mini puffed for Big Head Club, one of the mini puffed NFTs, you should definitely take action on Sunday to make sure you don't miss out on what's happening on Monday. For later in the week, yes, have some podcasts. We'll be having a giveaway that's being the drawing is taking place on Thursday. So you'll want to act to sign up for this first before then by going to their uh, social media accounts and following the instructions on how to sign up. But the key thing to know about is that Yes, Have Some is giving away a signed poster from Ghostbusters Afterlife that has signatures from the entire cast, including Bill Murray, you know, the unobtainium signature that you cannot probably get in your lifetime. Uh, So if that's something that you want to try and win for free, uh, you can go to their social media. You need to go to their YouTube, I believe, and like and follow uh, their YouTube page. And you also need to fill out a Google form that's linked in their social media. And I believe it's actually in their Instagram stories. If you follow their link tree, you should find it in there, but go to at YHS podcast on social media and find their different accounts. 
and then make sure you're following them on YouTube. Their YouTube channel is new because they had a pre-existing one. And during the pandemic, they spun off a new show called Toy Anxiety that did really well on YouTube. So rather than break the algorithm by trying to force it to not like Toy Anxiety, they chose to create a second channel uh, to take their old show and put on. Uh, so it's kind of funny to think about it, but they moved their old show to a new home in order to allow their newer show to thrive in the old space. So um, algorithms, we all got to work them to make it all work for each other. So anyway, uh, if you want to win that contest, I mean, who wouldn't, then you got to be in that contest. So go over to YHS Podcasts social media and make sure you enter for that. So that kind of covers the community calendar items I have that I wanted to address to make sure we hit before the uh, they expire on you. So let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, Ghostbusters news items that happened this week. And to be fair, there's only a couple here because we just talked about most of the big items about four days ago. And so the two big items I want to talk about here are one that Finn Wolfhard was interviewed by comicbook.com this week. And he has confirmed that he will be returning for what is now currently codenamed Firehouse, uh, the next Ghostbusters film. He claims that he has read an early draft and says Jason and Gil have been so awesome about talking about it and collaborating. And yeah, they're just kind of hammering way at it. And I'm so excited to do it. Uh, and that is the gist of everything that he has to say to comicbook.com about it. So you can go and read the rest of the article if you'd like to. Uh, because it's interviewing him about other projects he's working on. But it's kind of funny that their headline for the article is exclusive. Finn Wolfhard returning for Ghostbusters. And it is literally that is the only portion of the interview they have with him that talks about that. Um, so it's kind of fun, but I'm excited he's coming back. I suspect that he would be given the deadline article talking about how uh, the ensemble cast is returning and the uh, movie is going to be about the Spengler family. So if he's not there, it would be kind of strange. The question is, will he be able to drive by the time he gets there? Um, and, you know, we'll see. But <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm excited to uh, be getting into a new Ghostbusters movie and to see Finn Wolfhard getting excited about it, too. So I imagine we're going to see more and more of these little uh, interviews where we find out very little about the plot, <laughs> but hear about excitement. And that's a good thing. So, uh, you know, let's let's keep those rolling. If you've got tips, if you have any of those kinds of things, feel free to share them before and across those articles. Since we last spoke for episode 14, Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord was featured during the Game Awards this week. Uh, and so that is the new VR game that's coming for MetaQuest uh, devices. And with that trailer that we were so, we saw, or rather the glimpse we saw, we were able to see what the pre-alpha gameplay footage of this title is going to look like. So uh, it was kind of interesting to see what this game looks like in its current form before it's finished. Because clearly what they're in the process of still working on is the nuts and bolts of, you know, how the mechanics of the game work. It's very different looking in its current iteration than it certainly looked in the rendered video we saw where there were like people dressed in furry costumes running around busting ghosts. It looks nothing like that at the current moment. But uh, the way this is going to work is that you'll be using your hands and the MetaQuest controllers in different positions to either hold a proton, uh, you know, thrower or to hold a PKE meter or a ghost trap, etc. And the story revolves around a franchise of Ghostbusters in San Francisco. So uh, this will be a unique new context for Ghostbusters stories to be taking place with a new set of characters, as opposed to something that is going to be you know, directly tied into the existing narrative. But that being said, the entire trailer has Winston played by Ernie Hudson in it. So 
to some extent, you know, there's it's arguable that this fits in some way into canon. I, I, I don't know. Video games never really do, but it's, it's kind of always fun to think about how does this work. But I was thinking about this the other day that I think this is actually like the first time that in the cinematic world, like where you have characters like Winston played by Ernie Hudson, uh, that this would be the first time we've heard about franchises since we've heard like Peter Venkman say the phrase, the franchise rights alone will make us millions. Uh, it's been something we've seen in like, you know, writing and comic books or maybe even like in fan fiction, et cetera. And of course the entire fandom structures itself around the concept of franchises. But I was thinking about this, that like there's not ever really been another moment where the, uh, the IP acknowledges the concept of franchises and that there, you know, would be real in, in a sense of canon. So, um, you know, I, I could be wrong about that. I'm sure that somebody can correct me on that if I am wrong and shoot me a message at extraplasm on Instagram or Twitter or extraplasmpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but I, I was trying to think about it. I'm like, where have I seen the concept of franchises, um, you know, outside of cartoon or comic book media ever be acknowledged uh, before this? And so it's interesting to me because it means that they're at least dabbling in that idea and storytelling and narrative uh, in a new form where maybe those characters exist alongside the, uh, the ones from our movies, uh, the same way that you have the, uh, Elphonic game has Winston and Ray in it, but also has these new characters of Eddie and cat who you kind of have to wonder, like, do they fit in any way into a narrative where, uh, you know, they're not that I, not that I expect them to be in the movie, but do they fit in some way into an overall, uh, story Bible of how all these characters interact? So that's just a bit of spitballing, just a little bit of like, you know, wondering about how narrative works and what goes on behind the scenes and uh, what the map of products is and who's related to who and some weird chart at like Sony Consumer Products Division, some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but um, the point is that uh, this new game is coming out in 2023 on the MetaQuest platform. There's no firm date set for it at this time, uh, but it is interesting. It's something that I'm not sure I'm going to have the opportunity to play as somebody who doesn't own a MetaQuest device and probably is not going to buy one for just this game. But um, it, it's kind of cool to think about this, that like just a few years ago, some of us were playing something that looked very similar to this at the void um, during FanFest, And we had to put on very cumbersome hardware that was like plugged into stuff and being recharged. And, uh, you know, we kind of buckled into it to go. And a very similar concept is really what's on display here for uh, this Rise of the Ghost Lord game. It'll be you know very different in terms of doing it at home, and I'm sure it won't be as advanced. But the idea and the concepts behind the gameplay seem very similar to me. So if you haven't seen the trailer already, go ahead and check that out. It's pretty neat. Uh, beyond that, not a lot of other news to really talk about this week. Like I said, we've already had an episode like four days ago, and so and that was the big news and big announcements. Obviously, were that Gil Cannon is the director of firehouse uh and that ilphonic has announced that they're going to put out a new downloadable content pack in january that's or rather in q1 i shouldn't say in january that's going to include muncher and a muncher class ghost so i i think that's really awesome if you haven't listened to that episode jason fitzsimmons was our guest uh from ghostbusters news we had a fantastic conversation i had a really great time talking to him so if you haven't listened to that one, make sure you get that one too, as along with this one, because I know that sometimes people are checking their stuff once a week and you might go, dude, did he drop two episodes after doing nothing last week? Uh, but no, there was an episode. It was there just a couple days late. So that way Jason and I could talk. So 
Uh, with all that, the headlines out of the way and the community calendar dates you should be aware of, let's go now to our conversation with Matt Barker and Ted Kalunga of Ghostheads Radio uh, and discuss how they worked with other franchises to help to market Ghostbusters toy drives for 2022. Joining me now on the Extraplasm podcast is Ted Kalunga and Matt Barker of the San Antonio, Texas Ghostbusters, and for Matt, the future Yellow Rose Ghostbusters. Um, Matt and uh, Ted, welcome to the podcast. How are you both doing? Hey, appreciate it. We're ha- we're having uh, a great time. Thanks for asking us to be here. It's been a crazy week, uh, but we'll get into all that stuff. But again, thanks for uh, asking us to join you. Yeah, thanks, Ted. It's great to have you here. Matt, and, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, and as tradition as always. That is the sound of a Miller Lite, crisp and cold and ready to go to talk about some Ghostbusters. Let's go. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we are we're talking this week with the uh, the guys from Ghostheads Radio, uh, which is a stream that I believe you guys run on Wednesday nights. Is that correct? Uh, on Facebook? Is that where you run it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Wednesdays, um, nine-ish. Nine, we're, we're, we're always live at nine ish central standard time. Um, we, we've been trying to get it a little bit earlier, but we find the engagement level is nice kind of in that nine, nine thirty realm. And as a live right stream, you know, we, we kind of need that concurrent viewership. So, um, it's been You're our, thriving on audience there, right? I mean, you've got yeah. the live stream requires, I joke about this, that I can record a podcast at three o'clock in the morning because, um, parts of it I do alone. But if I were look, doing the live stream version of it, I would probably be talking to like the guys in Australia and the random, the most randos of Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> but I've listened to your stuff and it's, it's, it's very, you know, it's, it's a really good podcast and it started making me think, uh, about the difference of that, because we, we do see a lot of these popping up now, right? Um, other people are coming in, they're doing uh, podcasts, some people are doing streams, but there is a big difference in that medium. Uh, yeah. Right. So like a, a live stream, I haven't listened to our show, just audio, but I don't know if it would come across as a podcast even. I don't, I don't know how that would go. We definitely thrive right. in that streaming um, arena. So um, how is that for you? Do you ever do any sort of live things or? I haven't done a live yet, but I will be uh, because the reality is that our the current giveaway contest that I'm doing, which kind of is what led me to end up talking to you all a bit because I ended up seeing a post that was like, who's doing charity giveaways? And I was like, well, I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm got to ask these guys what they're doing. Uh, but the Extraplasm uh, Ecto Unobtainium giveaway has its announced, you know, drawing is actually happening live on the 30th of December. So that'll be sort of the first actual live stream I do as a podcast. I mean, I've live streamed before because I teach. So it's like, I have to run zoom sessions for work. So it's like, I live stream as a job, uh, but often to a captive audience that doesn't necessarily want to be there. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we all <laughs> so have ex- a little bit different. We all have experience now in the, the, the social media and the, the, the webcam streaming game. Now it just, it's crazy. It's, it's not, it's craziness. Yeah. It is kind of funny that like everyone went through the pandemic and had to figure out like how to manage. And like, now you could talk to people and be like, Oh, do you have a ring light? And people are like, oh yeah, I got one in the closet from the pandemic. Hold on. Like, and you're like, oh, cool. Everybody's got one of these now. Kind of nifty. Yeah, the, the pandemic um, was huge for ring lights. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I think like, like cheap ring light manufacturers who were making stuff on Amazon, they were like, yeah, sure. We'll just throw it out there. It's battery operated. Who knows? Like that, they became the most uh, lucrative companies that a person could invest in. And I think that, uh, the folks like, I don't, I'm like, who's the guy who makes the the company that makes my ring light thing that I own, uh, loom cube. They're like those people, if you've never seen them, they have like battery operated USB battery powered, uh, ring lights and studio lights that you can take portably with you. And I'm like, this is genius. It's like a flashlight, but also a studio light. And if you haven't gotten rich from the pandemic, I, you should, cause what a great <laughs> idea. Um, anyway, I thank you guys for coming on the show. Cause I, like I said, it was, it's always fun to meet new people and we've not talked before, but part of what led me to you and sort of led me to say, Hey, I got to talk to you is that I saw all this stuff coming out about Ghostbusters toy drives. And, um, I was like, who's running? Like all of a sudden this happened again. And I remember last year, this is part of like what um, I think that, you know, Ted, you and I were talking briefly about this and your head was nodding at this. Um, Like last year there were Ghostbusters toy drives, but like the way they happened was all of a sudden was like ghost core went, Hey, it's Ghostbusters toy drive week. Are you running a toy drive or what? (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like this very abrupt, um, you know, like thing that just happened out of the blue. So I wondered if it was going to happen again this year. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, there's like this live stream happening and like 30 different groups that are doing stuff. And I had no idea whatsoever. So uh, that's why I wanted to talk with the both of you, because I think it's an amazing uh, effort that you're involved in. So um, tell me a bit, like, I guess, I don't know who, if you want to take the lead of who wants to take the lead on it, but um, let's talk like first, like how long have you, you existed as San Antonio Ghostbusters and sort of how did that come together and what kind of work do you all do on a regular basis? And we'll talk <laughs> about the toy drive and how that, you know, how that came together. Uh, the San Antonio Ghostbusters, they, they have a very long and uh, lucrative history. They, they've been around for, I believe, 12 years now. And uh, wow. yeah, I've, I've known about them. I, I attended events that they were at. I, I, I was never ready to join. Uh, I, I've only been with the group for a little over a year now, but um, they're a fantastic group. It's all about the camaraderie. It's all about the, the giving. It's all about the having fun. Um, and I, I only say that because I know in in sort of the the cosplay group game, uh, there can be some strict regulations with some teams. But uh, I think mm-hmm. we keep our focus on you know just being active in our communities and and trying to kind of uh, pick and choose um, the things that we really are passionate about. And it's been really good. And uh, me and Matt sort of joined around the same time. Uh, it was really this time last year when we kind of um, kind of met and joined the group. And we're sort of on the same wavelength on a lot of things. And we've just been kind of running with ideas and whatnot. And um, I've been a podcaster for seven years now. And it, gotcha. in the back of my head, I'm like, I, I want to do a Ghostbuster show. I want to do a Ghostbuster show. I never really had a co-host um, until I met Matt. And I'm like, you know what? I've been wanting to do this forever. Um, I need a, a co-pilot here and you are perfect. And so we need to do this today. So like next week, it's actually going to be our one year anniversary of the Ghost Edge radio show. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's actually, uh, I just I just looked it up right now because I, I knew it was coming up. But yeah, December 15th last year was uh, the time that we had started the actual uh, online show. And so, um, yeah, it's been a really crazy, really fun, really awesome year that we've been kind of doing this together. Yeah. Happy pod birthday. Yeah. And it, it, it's coming <laughs> up. It's actually, I just recently had my year 
uh, anniversary of moving to San Antonio. Uh, that was in October. Um, cause I moved around this time, um, last year from Portland, Oregon. I lived in Portland for 10 years and, gotcha. uh, about a month before I moved, I started kind of my Ghostbusters journey, you know, I, I bought the true spec suit. I had already kind of picked out what I wanted to, uh, deck out a spirit pack with, I was like, I'm going to do this. And then, uh, the move came and then I contacted our leader, uh, Rob, who's just an incredible individual, a very kind and giving man. And I, I messaged him on, on Facebook. At first, he was kind of like, you know, what kind of equipment do you have and whatever. And I was like, I don't really have much. But he said, you're more than welcome. Come on, come out. He and, probably uh, said, you're in. <laughs> he was more like, are, are you are you willing to come out to our events is kind of what he was really looking for. And uh, it blessed my heart because, uh, you know, it's scary to move. And I, I didn't know anybody here. I'd never even been to San Antonio before. Um, right. And so uh, the Ghostbusters of San Antonio has been a, a godsend to me. And unfortunately, I have to leave them now because I'm going to Houston. <laughs> I'm a big moving guy. Um, but <laughs> um, I'm going to Houston and I'm going to join the Yellow Rose Ghostbusters with Alex Spence. Um, if uh, anybody listening knows Alex, he's very prominent in the community. Uh, and his brother is on the board of the Ghostbusters in New York. Um, so I'm going to join them over there. They they. they they have their sight set on the future. Not everything is parades. Not everything is uh, some of these things that I think we want to incorporate and encompass all that we can do. And um, I think our minds together are going to work well. So, uh, but having Ted, I mean, <laughs> I've been looking for an avenue to do this for a long time. And Ted, Ted was never reluctant with anything. He's like, dude, you, you can sign on and talk about this nerdy stuff. I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> and um, we we have a great chemistry. We're, we're both a lot different, but we're both very similar. Uh, we've been able to amass uh, a pretty good fan following. And we didn't want to do just like um, we didn't want to report on the news. Uh, right. You know, and so we wanted reactionary you know, material. We wanted to be able to like sort of react to the news that was given from Jason at Ghostbusters News. Obviously, he's about the number one source when it comes to that type of thing. He's he's the New York Times of, of the Ghostbusters world. He's the best. <laughs> so, so we wanted to we didn't want to like we're not. Jason's climbed that mountain. There's no way. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like we, we can't do that. So we wanted to just do sort of reaction to the news. Um, and then we started getting the idea of, um, well, how do we grow this thing? Right. We don't have a marketing budget, so how do we grow this show? And we thought by reaching out to other franchises was the, probably the best way to do so because you're hitting uh, people who are interested in the same things that you are. But also right. what these chapters do is incredibly important. And so that that needs to be highlighted in some way, and it's something to be proud of and, and something to want to talk about. So we started doing just, uh, hey, we're going to just interview a new chapter every week. And we're going to meet as many Ghostbusters as we can. And we're going to, um, you know, see what they're all about. And if they're similar or if, if they can spread ideas or anything else. And that's just kind of how it got started. And, um, you know, Ted really kind of forefronted that idea. It was. I think like that's. Was, I just want to say, yeah, no, no, you're totally fine. It was a very sort of natural idea, like coming into a group in San Antonio like this one and like immediately just feeling like I belong, Matt feeling like he belonged. And Brotherhood, such, yeah. Yeah, such a great group. And all of the charity events that we were doing, it just felt like, you know what? There has to be a lot of other groups that are doing all these good deeds. And we don't get a lot of attention in our, in our hometown. 
uh, even the ones, even when we do get attention, we sort of get overlooked and overshadowed by everything else that's going on. We have stories about that. So we wanted a space where other chapters, we can highlight what they're doing and give them the attention and the respect and the appreciation they deserve. So many teams across the country are doing amazing things and there should be an outlet where you can find out what they're doing and, and just like, just get blown away by all the the crazy, amazing things that all these teams are doing. I get choked up. I get choked up talking to these people (laughs) who are raising thousands of dollars for like fantastic organizations who are, who are collecting, you know, thousands of toys for, for Mm -hmm. different children's hospitals and, and other organizations it's so moving and the people involved like the, the people in those chapters they're just so humble they're so nice uh they're so motivated to kind of um make a difference and f- finding a way to kind of bring all these collectives together and like trying to harness that positive energy that's what sort of was the snowball into trying to organize yeah. a toy drive where you get dozens of groups um, all starting ahead. Because you mentioned it when we started. Uh, the Ghostbusters uh, social media page was like, hey, guys, go. Toy drive time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, <laughs> I will say the L.A. franchise here got like a, a le- they got a little bit of leg up from everybody because when they did that, they also were like, hey, guys, do you want to come down to Ghost Core? Because, like, there's a like a room full of stuff. And they gave them, like, boxes oh. of Ghostbusters toys <laughs> to start the drive. Wow. So it was like, when I saw that happen, it was like, not only were they like, hey, there's a toy drive. But they were also, hey, could you come get some toys from us? Because we have so much stuff. And so, I, like, to me, I sat there and I was like, well, this is really great. They're doing it. But, like, there's not a Ghost Core in every city. <laughs> <laughs> right? Where, like, each of the franchises could have been like, okay, go. Get your Ecto and go fill it up with all the Hasbro toys that are sitting down at the warehouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, it, it can't. So then that's not to put down on like no, the LA guys at all. all did an amazing job, like raising, you know, raising funds. They for starlight, they do an amazing job running their toy drive last year and this year. Yeah. But I just mean like, was sort of like when ghost core made that announcement last year, it became like an image event of like, Oh cool. Local franchise. We actually have a bunch of stuff to give you so that we can give it away together. <laughs> but, and then it was like, and everybody else, do you want to run toy drive? <laughs> like now <laughs> this week, <laughs> So, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut, cut off, but you're kind of like that's we have the same mentality about this. I think that the way that came down was like, hey, some notice would be good. Well, <laughs> and it, it was um, it was a perfect storm a little bit because, again, like I said, you know, back to how we got the, the podcast started, we needed to do something different. So we said we would do new chapters every week. But what we yeah. did is we accidentally created a really powerful network of Ghostbusters franchises. And right. I, I don't think that's something that a show has really tackled yet and something I'm really proud of when it comes to ghost heads radio is we sort of broke down some barriers that were there before of, you know, competitiveness between groups or gatekeeping Mm -hmm. or or some things that we know exist in all fandoms. This is not a referendum on the ghostbusters uh, fandom at all. It's just something that, that that's, that's real and something that um, we were just not going to deal with. And we were like, um, Either we can just repost everything Jason does or or we can talk to some some franchises. And so we, again, accidentally created a, a very powerful network of people. And that's how we were able to get everybody involved to the point to where they're setting up for three weeks and, and running toys all 
the time to to help unfortunate kids. And right. And that that's the type of thing that's like I think our fandom was missing a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. I and I'm, I'm glad even having even you having me on here is something I was like, um, OK, this is cool. This is like we're not competing. <laughs> right. We're not, yeah. we're not doing like we kind of do the same thing, but we're not doing it. And like and, and you're like. As you're like, well, we really wanted to have the opportunity to have franchises. I'm like, right. That's why I started a podcast too. Like, but it's like, not like I started a podcast. You started a live stream. We need to control who has access to which people who did what. Yeah. Just like, no, that's dumb. Yeah. Right. Like, and my, my running mentality, I keep joking about this. People said, what is your goal for like extra plasma? And I'm like, basically ghost PR. Like if Jason is Ghostbusters news, like let's do Ghostbusters public relations. Hey. <laughs> right. And then sort of like figure out how to like get different franchises franchises get their messages elevated get those connections built get that kind of discourse operated because and like for me like not to like steal this away from you all but like i came out of afterlife and maybe i don't know if you all heard this but like one of the things that like jason reitman talked about was about the pandemic was he was like thank you podcasters right and he sort of made this statement where he was like i mean he named a character podcast for god's sake um but like he realistically said this like that podcasts made a big difference in terms of like the pandemic and surviving it and people being out there creating community and i feel that's totally true that like i survived the pandemic mentally because of you know whether it's yes have some podcast or whether it was the cross rep or whatever it was like every week i had landmark things to be like this is what's happening this day of the week with this particular community of people I listen to. I'm going to engage a fandom. I'm going to go to a YouTube live stream, whatever it is. And it's like, okay, well, what if you take that energy and you actually put it towards like good, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, which is basically what you're but, doing. You know, which I think the, is that fantastic. But the, the reality of it is, and this is something that obviously we're going to have change here soon because we have a lot of content coming, but Ghostbusters is a very specific fandom. There's a lot of people who know that those movies are classic or at least 84 most would say is a classic obviously as ghost heads we all love uh the sequel um but it's it we we did it does have a lot of lore for a long time Mm -hmm. so it's very difficult to run a long-form podcast just on source material right i mean how long can you go because there just wasn't that much and so um i would say you know Fan fiction might be another good avenue to look into. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you're looking to grow a channel, it, it would be if you're out there listening and you wonder how do I get into the Ghostbuster space. I, I think a, a fan fiction would probably be a good way to go because it's a very recognizable franchise, but there's not a ton of lore. There's not a lot of source material to dive into. Not yet. Well, I I think that you know, not yet. <laughs> that, that's true. Not yet. But if you love it, you I, have to love it that much. You know what I mean? Because but I would think like. When the cross was running, like they would have, they had a guest on who was like doing, I can't remember who it is. It's going to, it's going to drive me crazy till later. But like, um, you know, there's like, there is a podcast out there. There's an audio project out there. that's like a role playing game, right? That's like, there's like, there are these other projects out there that exist. that I think that we, that many of us don't know about, right? Like that we don't know they exist because they exist within their particular groups of audiences, um, and within their particular fandoms. And sometimes they exist in a pocket for like eight or nine episodes. And that person goes like, um, okay, well, I don't know why I'm doing this because I don't know if anybody, I'm going to reach anybody. And it's like, okay, what if you could create more opportunities for those people to cross pollinate because it's what allows for that stuff to thrive, right? It's yeah. like hearing about it. So yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, by no means, like, it's kind of funny you said it because I'm, I'm like, I'm, as I'm listening, I'm like, we're competitors. You're, I'm selling Big Macs and you're selling quarter pounders. Yeah. And this is ridiculous, but it's not, it's not like that. Um, I've actually joked about this with, um, 
with uh, Ecto Crank, if you know Ecto Crank from the UK, who's got his own podcast called Print is Dead Podcast. And we started podcasts the same Great week. logo. And Great logo. Yes. Uh, one of the best logos in the in Super our game. Super sick logo, yeah. It, it's, a- <laughs> it's really nice. Um, but, you know, like we started the podcast the same week and he's got a different format where he doesn't come out every week. And somebody said, like, you know, jokingly, like, well, what are you going to do? How, how are you going to deal with the fact there's another podcast that starts the same week as you? And I went, International Podcaster Summit? <laughs> like, we all wear our dressed flight suits to the to the diplomats dinner? Yeah. Like, that's the way we should deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, that's why I'm part of the Bradleys, and I'm glad you guys came on, because it, it's, it's good to meet new people, but it's also good to have that cross-pollination of, like, you know, like, I, I would... I'm not a person who's necessarily watching a live stream on Wednesday nights. I wouldn't know about you necessarily if it wasn't for the fact that you were doing charitable stuff and then cross pollinating with NYC and then doing what you're doing. So it's like, you know, that's why this stuff is important. You got to be open to other folks so that everybody can succeed and thrive and win. Yeah. yeah. We just just want to keep this. We just want to keep this franchise like as humble and grounded as possible. Like we don't want it to ever get like anybody's, too big their egos are too massive like ghostbusters is such a a welcoming and broad franchise like anybody can be a ghostbuster you don't have to be a bodybuilder you don't have to be like super athletic at anything you don't need the the fanciest proton pack uh ghostbusters the franchise is so inviting like it needs to just stay as as cool and level-headed as possible and so hopefully we're we're doing our our own sort of um help to, to, to keep it sort of level-headed and grounded that way yeah. within the fandom. But I think, yeah. I think that's why we were able to gain the trust of some of these franchises, and not all of them are easy. Trust me, I mean, Ghostbusters franchises can go from, like, son of anarchy level of politics to, like, um, you know, just, yeah, hey, yeah, whatever. So it's like there's a wide-ranging thing, but um, I think we gained the trust of them of not, like, trying to big daddy them. It was like, hey, would you be so honored to come on to our show and <laughs> and talk about your franchise? You know, we never we never did it like that. It was like, hey, we'd love to talk to you guys. We think, you know, what you're doing is cool, and we want to give you an opportunity to share with your friends and family what you do uh, in a, in a, a medium that they usually consume stuff. Right. So it's like, right. um, we want you to be able to translate your message to them too. And I think they really understood that. And when me and Ted decided to do the, the toy drive, I was a few Miller lights deep into, uh, an episode and, uh, we can reference that later, maybe in a link, but, um, we were just like, yeah, man, that toy drive, it just dropped last minute. And I, you know, me and Ted were both just like, I think we could do our own. And I think we can do it better. And that initially, for me at least, uh, Ted's not as much uh, competitive as I am. But I was like, let's do better than that this year. Let's let's yeah. let's do better than that. Let's let's really push this thing. And um, it, it led us to the point where we got. I think it was thirty from our end, Ted. 30, 35? something like that. Yeah, of the chapters. Yeah, and we thirty-five chapters. Holy crap! Right. And so it's like now you can really have a potential to make a move and change. And the way that the community congeals around that idea, I think, is important. And like, it's a good precedent moving forward. And I'm hoping that Ghost Corp recognizes, um, not us, I don't care if we get any publicity, nothing like that, but just how quickly this community will congeal around an idea and put that big marketing budget behind it and, right. and push it out. There's power. I mean, and for my... 
I, I, I think it's like one of those situations where it's like we we know there's a charity thing happening on a regular basis. And this is by no means to put down on like what went on when they created this campaign last year. Right? Uh, like absolutely. The not, fact no. that they wanted to run it was great. But they had a rationale, right? It was like, hey, we're marketing a movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like let's also yeah. uh, be relevant by doing toy drives at the same time. And this year, like there was no movie to market. So it's like there wasn't necessarily a a sort of this effort that came from on high, you know, within like, you know, a building on the Sony lot. And so that to me was like why I think it was interesting because I was like, I guess it's not going to happen this year. And that's when all of a sudden, like I saw the Ghostbusters news article and I saw your content starting to come out and I was like, whoa, wait, like this is happening, but it's happening from like a completely different avenue of where it's kind of coming from. So um, how far out, like what, like how long did it take you to kind of, I mean, I know you had a built in network cause you'd already worked with people and you had like probably almost a year of content relationship yeah. with folks, but like how long did it take you to sort of cultivate and pull together the organizations that were going to be involved and, um, pull them in like, you know, cause you had to plan a show around it and everything yeah. too. Right. So, um, it like took, what, it took, what was your timeline? It took a few months. Um, it really kind of started, I was doing these, um, proton pack, beauty contests. I was, I was doing contests for people uh, in a group called Franken gang of people who like Franken geek laboratories of, uh, okay. Yeah, I know that. And so I was running um, tournaments of getting people involved, getting people to join the page who had Franken geek uh, mods in their proton packs. And uh, I I was doing beauty contests basically. (laughs) And I, I I started to get a really good, um, you know, following in that. And so um, I tried, I, tried to transfer as many of those fans over as I could to ghost heads radio. And, uh, we started getting several chapters. We would notice the same chapters over and over, uh, in the beginning would be tuning in. And so that's South Dakota. I would say Oklahoma city was there very early. Ted, could you help me? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Scott chase, Cincinnati, uh, was there very early too. And we were like, well, these, are our fans, right? So they're listening. So they're in these franchises. So we'd start doing a little bit of research and um, Ted came up with his beautiful, beautiful idea of <laughs> let's have, <laughs> let's, let's just do a different chapter every week for a little while and see what happens. I think, I think that Cincinnati might've been our first actual like interview. And that was uh, late August. I think when we interviewed them and yeah. uh, I'm trying to go through our, our history and see all that. Really, though, like we've said it like three times already, and I'll just quickly kind of reiterate when the Ghostbusters page said create a toy drive, our San, yeah. our San Antonio group had already like kind of given up because it was already had given up on doing an event. It was already the middle of December. Uh, we yeah. were exhausted because we had just done a four day um movie festival where afterlife was on repeat at a at a at a, a movie theater in town and ernie Got and ernie evo, Hud- right? and her- yeah evo and ernie hudson was there it was a four-day awesome. four-day event ernie was the best and we were all exhausted like we were there multiple days um right. i had hosted all the q a's with ernie i feel bad for him because he i thought he was exhausted but he's got more energy than me so our our team <laughs> had already kind of given up incredible on, guy incredible guy our team had given up on the fact that like there's no time to do any other charity event for this the winter season and then the message went out from ghostbusters page and then i went to our our fearless leader rob best guy in the world and i was like now we don't have a choice like we were debating whether or not to do something 
now the call's gone out. Like, are we just going to sit on the sidelines? So last year, we got, we scrambled. Like, I mean, uh, I called my my comic shop in my neighborhood, the best uh, best people. Um, I've done a lot of events with them with my my podcast, and they were they're always willing. They said yes. We went out. We spent a week. It was just a week collecting toys. Right. But we had hundreds in a week. So fast forward, me and Matt are talking and we're doing this show and we're talking to groups. And it just, we both knew like, can you imagine how many more toys we could have gotten with months of planning, with Mm -hmm. weeks or a month of collecting as opposed to just one week? Uh, Right. And when we would talk to a group, they say, you know what? Yeah, we could have done a lot more too. And I'm like, this is a no brainer. We need to start now. So this was late August. We need to start now. We need to start telling teams like, look, we all agree. It was too soon. It was kind of a headache to to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. do things on the fly like that. So with the right amount of time, preparation and effort put into it, we can really go all out. We could really do this thing right. So um, because of the actual Ghostbusters and Sony and Ghost Corps, uh, you know, because of them last year doing it, I don't think this would actually be as big this year. It, it was their right. inspiration. So give them sure. the credit for sure. And New York City. And New York City. But we wanted, we wanted to actually take it seriously this year. And we took it seriously last year, but it, it wasn't – it was just too quick. And so, like, let's see how big we can actually make this. Every chapter we talked to agreed. When I saw it, I was like, that's an organized campaign. Like where did, and that was where I was like, where, this is not just like the one-off <laughs> thing. This is like, you know, there's a logo, there's a wreath that has all these little Ghostbusters logos on it. that Somebody sat down and made, somebody spent time. Uh, that was, that was, <laughs> that was New York and, and shout out to New York. Very heavy on the marketing side. Oh, that was you, Ted. Yeah. So I, I, Ted, I'm, that's the best thing you've ever made. No, listen, I listen, 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 listen. Time. Nothing's ever looked that good. No, no, no. Listen, that is uh, an artist uh, that's a friend of New York. So I'm going to give the artist their credit. But um, when I was when I was talking to Ryan over there with the New York team, and I was telling Ryan him Espen. like Ryan Espen, uh, one of the great one of the great leaders of all chapters. When I was talking to Ryan, I said, "Listen, we have all these chapters already." It, it, it needs to be a concerted effort. Like it needs, he was like, oh, cool. We'll make a flyer and all that. I'm like, no, 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 look, we need everybody's logo. I was telling him, think how powerful that looks. Everybody's right. freaking logo together. Like it needs to be a, a massive collective campaign. It's, it's all of us in this. We're all doing this. It, we should have every single name, every single chapter logo on there. And he loved it. He was like, a great idea we're gonna run with it and like a few days later he had a draft and then every single week we're adding more chapters to it because everyone was like yes this is what we've been waiting for some chapters this is our first time doing a toy drive and they've had an incredible time like a just complete blast it's been such an inspiration for some of these chapters that haven't really done anything like this before but when you when right. you kind of see how many people are involved, it kind of motivates you and inspires you to want to do something. And I've had chapters that they couldn't do like a toy drive. So they just started kind of meeting other chapters around them. And now collectively they're all doing 
toy drives or food drives together. So it's it's right. not only like inspired chapters to do something. It's also brought some chapters together for the first time. And they're all just loving this this idea of like, you know, we're this is bigger than us. This is bigger than us. And I I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but like it's the winter season, so a toy draft makes sense. But I don't see why we can't do campaigns like this, nationwide campaigns right. for like other uh other charity um focus minded mm-hmm. you know things food drives and that's collections I, whatever else. i think about that in terms of like what is going on with starlight even like that's a context where they have developed a donation platform where you know it doesn't matter who you are you can essentially create a team or franchise page yeah it all still gets linked to your account like to you and accounted to you but the greatest thing that they have set up is how they directly take donations so that no franchise has to deal with any of the financial mess of being like, Hey, we took in a check for 500 bucks and now one of us is going to have to file a tax return and figure out how to donate this money and do all that. But like, you're right. It's like by organizing and sort of splitting away and saying like, look, franchises can work together in order to strive towards these goals. We can get a lot done. And I think that that's like one of the key things that, I came away from afterlife with was watching Jason Reitman stand up and talk about this at, you know, uh, giving curtain speeches, talking about the power of Ghostbusters and how the charitable organizations out there doing things are like so important and valuable. And it's like, yeah, like this is what like, and I always think about it in the sense that it's like, you know, there's a lot of things you can dress up as and walk around and cosplay. But when I see people dressed as Ghostbusters, it's like people walk up to them, whether they're young or old or whatever. And they're like, Hey, you're a helper. Even though you're a fake helper, like you're a helper. I going to ask you questions and even like riff with you and ask you about ghost investigations and things, because I don't know what it is about the brand, but like the brand is trustable. You know, it's like, it's something that kids connect with adults connect with people have a positive relationship with and they think of it as like a helping institution as opposed to like and this is not to put down like the 501st or anything but it's like when a stormtrooper walks down the street you're like can i approach him or is he gonna like blast me i don't know what that's about you know so For yeah sure. I, I totally agree and actually i i've said the sentiment a few times a thousand times on uh a thousand times on Ghostbusters Radio. It's a big thing for me. Um, there isn't a much more approachable or believable cosplay than Ghostbusters. Um, even we, we've went to elementary schools and you'll have uh, Spider-Man, you'll have Elsa, you'll have all these things. And at the end of the day, they know that Superman can't fly. Right. They, they know that. But when the Ghostbusters show up in, in the car, the sirens are on. Our Mm -hmm. packs are on, lit up, making noise, and our names are on our flight suit, and they can see their city as as who we're representing. I mean, kids believe in adults believe in ghosts, but kids especially believe in ghosts. And it's one of the most believable, uh, immersive cosplays you can do. I think is um, is the Ghostbusters. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you, and and I think it's one that, like, you know, it's it's just there's a lot of positive energy around it. You know, a lot of positive, like sort of teamwork, uh, 
ethos around the co- you know the whole concept. I think popularly, even if it's not always amongst the within the fandom, there's people who are competitive. Like I think that popularly, and I don't know if that's ever happened to you all, but it's definitely happened to me where it's like I will meet people at a convention and they'll go, "Oh, did I meet you at this other convention?" And you're like, "Uh, I don't know." And like, well, are you with that group? And I'm like, "No, but I know them. They're cool <laughs> people." And it's like, but there is this like popular assumption amongst I think even like um the larger normals you know out there that it's like, "Oh, well, you're part of Ghostbusters." So you guys must all be part of the same thing. Like you're just like chapters of all one organization. Right. Um, so it kind, <laughs> it kind of, of is, you know, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It kind of, it kind of does yeah. in a way. And the, the only other thing I would add to this kind of conversation about, uh, you know, people willing to dress up in flight suits and wear proton packs is that, you know, how passionate they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It Ghostbusters isn't necessarily like the coolest thing out there to most people, to the general public. It's not cooler than Batman. It's not cooler than Spider-Man. But like to us, <laughs> we do it because we're like deeply passionate about this. It's another reason why we wanted to talk with other chapters around the country, around the world eventually, is that like yeah. we all have this super high uh, amount of passion for this franchise and we're willing to kind of use it to do some good out there. And the other thing is like I, I love that Ghostbusters are popular – Almost to like people who aren't even fans. Me and Matt, we, we every now and then, not a lot, but like a couple of times, we'll just walk around our city and we're going to get stopped by everybody. Even if they kind of watched the movies or if they didn't watch the movies because Ghostbusters are recognizable. And mm-hmm. we still have people who are kind of unsure. They hesitate like, wait a minute. Are you guys really Ghostbusters? Not kids. Yeah. Grown adults. Right, grown adults yeah, right. that are still like unsure about this like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you tell me you're like a real ghostbuster like you guys really exist and i i love and, uh, those interactions because i'm just like do i look fake <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's something that um I, I actually want to ask rob about our leader but uh something that came up in a lot of the interviews we did with some of these franchises um a lot of them have like phone numbers and uh they'll, they'll get calls from people thinking that it's a real thing we had one uh, group, I forget which group it was, but they, they were saying that um, there was a lady in town who believed that her husband was haunting her house and <laughs> was trying to spend all of her money. She was convinced of this. And so she called the Ghostbusters franchise <laughs> to see if they could come take care of the problem. And it's just, it's so, oh my lord, it's such an interesting uh, cosplay. It's a fun thing to do. And Jim, I know you said you weren't a part of the, um, Hollywood or LA Ghostbusters. Um, so yeah, I'm not like, I mean, I go and I dress up and I cosplay and I hang around with oh, them. Oh, so you I'm cosplay. Not, That's what I was wondering. Yeah, about. I'm just not technically affiliated with a franchise because I joke that I am Southern California's only roving independent paranormal contractor. Uh, not really, but like more yeah. that I like to stay franchise free, free so I can be a podcaster who nobody ever has to worry like, is it is this your that franchise's yeah. podcast? That's funny. Yeah. We yeah. actually like, have yeah. one of those. We have one of you in Texas, the the lone Ghostbuster. Great guy. <laughs> and he, he has a patch and everything. He's the lone Ghostbuster. And uh, he goes out alone and he does his thing that way. So, you know, shouts out to him. I go out with whoever wants to have me around. <laughs> well, they, they come out with us, Jim. Come on, come down to San Antonio. 
<laughs> but I joke that like, that's what I want to do is like, I, I, I love the LA guys. They're great. Um, and I hang around with them a bunch and I was at their, uh, anniversary a few weeks ago, but it's one of those things where we joke about this repeatedly. We're like, why are you, why do you have this blank space on your arm right now? Why can't we put something over here? And I'm like, because I want to be able to not have people go, Hey, you must be running the podcast of blanks franchise, you know? And that's, and that is about that. I think you guys have probably had the same thing of, um, how do you deal with the sort of competitiveness and the, um, you know, the need the the goal of some folks to want to be able to be charitable, but also to have their own brand or their own distinctiveness in what they do. Right. And yeah. I get that. Like there's people who want to be able to be like, Hey, we did this. This is our piece of well, this. Right? And no con but, and no you know. con wants to ghostbusters tables. So right. eventually, <laughs> You know, you're, there is going to be some competitiveness. Luckily, in San Antonio, we really don't have that problem. There's really only one group that's recognized in San Antonio. I don't know of another one. Uh, we've seen cars passing through. Um, Texas is kind of spook central right now, to be honest with you. There's uh, Texas has a lot of uh, Ghostbusters groups throughout, but mm-hmm. and some that aren't recognized on the map yet. I don't know why, but you know, and there's a fizzle out period. So there's a lot of groups that start up and they just don't make it. Sure. And so I think it's best for the the brand. If everybody doesn't do their own thing and everyone tries to get along enough to whichever's the most recognized franchise, everyone puts everything into that in your particular city. But a lot of, there's a lot of bad blood in some of these. And we found that out a little bit uh, interviewing too. And I'm not going to spill any beans by any means, but um, there's some bad blood sometimes in these cities that aren't that big that, you know, there's three groups sometimes even. And there's old relationships. There's old conflicts, right? Sure. There's, there's folks who like were part of one organization. And the reason why another organization opens up is because they left. Right. And yeah. So it's like when you go, Hey, now everybody come together. It's like, well, we don't want to. It's why we decided to split off right? because <laughs> yeah. we wanted to be able to have our own philosophical way of doing what we want to do. And I, and I think that that's part of the challenge. Right. And I think that's why these charitable opportunities they're kind of like the good moments because it can say, Hey, you can go do what you want and have your own group and be happy and run things the way you want to. And if your organization is an organization that's like, Hey, we do a lot of stuff with kids. Whereas another organization is an organization. like, Hey, we do a lot of stuff. That's fun for us. <laughs> like we like to go to oh, conventions sure. and we don't necessarily do a lot of charity work, but we want to be able to be charitable at this time of year. Right. Like this, that's what I think is cool about engagements like this, that you all are setting up like starlights kind of doing and partnering out with franchises is it's like a, an opt in when you want to, and you don't have to make it your mission either. Right. So it's like, if you know that you are a fan franchise that after 15 years of doing things in groups with charity, you felt it were with lots of people, you felt it was too stressful. So you decided to create your mini franchise with your five best friends that you go do things with. And you're like, we have patches together and we did this with each other. You can still participate in a thing like this and make a difference. And it's like, cool. We're all playing together again in the same sandbox. So I, you know, I, I want to commend you guys for doing the work, not just of like interviewing all these franchises and kind of getting to know everybody, but then taking that and leveraging it to say, Hey, let's see if we can work together to sort of co-market these toy drive events. Um, part of what I wanted to talk to you about is like, did you find in that process that like the way that each group set up toy drives? Cause like you didn't come in and be like, we're all running the same drive. Like you all just kind of were like all these different organizations are going to do their own drive things. So like, are there vast differences in terms of like what each group is doing? Like I think I forgot. And the reason I asked that is like, I saw a lot of toys for tots drives, but then I also saw some stuff that was going to Lloyd's like specific hospitals. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. so 
Did you see a lot of variation in terms of how the toy drive efforts getting executed right now? For sure. And so part of that is, um, is understanding once we talk to a few groups about the toy drive, um, there's a lot of groups across the country who already do this type of thing this time of year. We didn't have to motivate right. them to do so. They were already doing this thing. And in the in early stages, we were thinking of, do we do one specific cause that everybody does? How do we do the logistics of getting them all the boxes? How do they do the logistics of getting those boxes back to where they need to go? And we just thought that that was way too much. So we, we thought we would, because we had a successful toy drive last year. We knew other groups who are having successful toy drives anyway. So we right. really just wanted to use the drive as a way to motivate those who hadn't done it yet to mm-hmm. do it, use the momentum of those folks who had it together to have them on the show and kind of give instruction on how they do these things, how they get involved with these local businesses. So there's a learning experience. Sure. Um, but we we definitely really just wanted to motivate. And we wanted the Ghostbusters, the way to get people most motivated is always to direct uh, impact them directly. So whatever is important to you and your community, I want you to raise toys for. I don't want okay, it to gotcha. go to this sort of huge national thing. The national toy drive is really just, uh, we're going to show numbers at the end of just what everybody can do if we all just try a little bit. Right. And if that directs your community directly, that's way more important than going to some one figure or a check to one, um, mm-hmm. you know, source. We wanted um, them to just just motivate people to impact their communities. And uh, Ted didn't mean to cut you off, but that that, that was my uh, thought behind it. No, you, you pretty much said it. And uh, the other reason is because like last year when we did our toy drive, our organization that we donated the toys to was only local like it wasn't a national thing it wasn't a a group you could find everywhere it was a uh, a support group for families dealing with addiction different kinds of gotcha. different kinds of addiction but um you know these were you know parents you know going through a very long arduous process who don't get to see their kids all the time so getting to see their kids and then also being able to give their kids toys for christmas Maybe they don't have jobs. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have income. But giving them an opportunity to kind of put a smile on their kids' faces with uh, a couple of items that um, we were able to give them made all the difference in the world. So uh, it was just – it just kind of made sense that, you know, the thing that we chose was very specific to our community and we loved sure. helping them. So we're, we can't force anybody else to kind of do that. They just – they need to go out, you know, find an organization that they want to support and then we're right. kind of whatever makes the most sense for their team, their group, their locale, uh, they need to run with it. And I, there's a lot of communication. There's a lot of messages back and forth. Um, I wanted to help teams. I, I want everybody to be successful, uh, whatever success means to them. And, and we are there already with a lot of groups. We're still getting there with some groups. I think, um, but I, I definitely want everybody to come out with a very positive experience. And I think above all else, like the main goal is for us to have a successful event, which if you ask me, it's already successful. If we stop today, right. I'm like, I'm happy with what we've There's done. already thousands of toys to thousands of dollars. Yeah, there's a couple of thousand yeah. toys, a few thousand dollars that have already been raised. And like, if you were to ask me, like, is that enough? I'm like, that's, it's fantastic. You know, that was, it's probably there right. or not there if we didn't even do this, but um, above all else, I also want the teams to feel like they they really did accomplish something that it, it boosted their morale, it inspired them to do more. I I don't want anybody to have a sour taste in their mouth 
by going through this. There's there's uh, one guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop his name, uh, Kevin, who we've known for Kevin quite a Glenn. while. Uh, well, I was gonna say his last name, but Kevin's in in Lansing. I doxed him. He's doxed. <laughs> no, Kevin. Kevin kept messaging me because he's like, "Hey, let, I I can't I can't figure this out. I've been calling people. Uh, his area has been hit by the economy for years, and so like there's not a whole lot of options for him. So we kept messaging and messaging, and he's one of the ones he hooked up with other other groups in his his area, and um, gotcha. You know, now he's finally doing something. But for for weeks, for months, he was just like, I don't know if I could do this. I'm sorry I let you guys down. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not that's not it. You don't have to apologize. It's not about that. You know, we're going to do we're going to get you to do something that you can. And other people in the community, the Ghostbusters franchises, they were giving him options. They're giving him ideas. And now he's running a toy drive in a week, December 15th, uh, Lansing, Michigan. Go go to the flyer for the Lansing, Michigan Ghostbusters. They're doing a food drive, and they're going to kill it. They're going to go out and put in the time and put in the effort. It's and awesome. shout out to Kevin because uh, I know he really wanted to get something off the ground, and he's he's making it happen. So it's it's that touching kind on of something effort, like yeah that we wanted to just you're touching kind of on something I wanted to ask you about, which is like does this is part of what your goal is is to sort of provide mentorship to those organizations that maybe haven't done this before. Right. Cause like to me, like that's part of like, if you've, if you're a new franchise, like figuring out how to go do any of this is somewhat a little bit overwhelming for people, I think sometimes. Right. Yeah. So is that part of what you set out to do and what you want to be able to do more of like in the future years of the toy drive is to sort of create that mentorship or we, we uh, wanted, we wanted, uh, cause Ted and I are not experts here. We've only been right. in the group for a year. So I, I don't know if like mentorship was the goal yeah. at all. It was once we started to learn mm-hmm. and once we started to meet these other groups, we realized how valuable that information was. And we just wanted to develop a platform that you could go access it. Gotcha. And, you know, you can look up, you know, where did Dana, where was Dana born? Or, you know, <laughs> what was Pink Bateman's early stuff? There's there's stuff about, you know, all of that. But like when it comes to how do you run a franchise, there's not a lot of material right. there. And so we, me and Ted are opinionated in particular. And so, you know, there's changes even in SATX. I love SATX, but there's changes that I, I think that I would want to make or, or these sort of things. And group politics work a lot of different ways. And so I think that it's just important for very successful franchises. OKC is a really particular one that sticks out in my mind. A lot of times when I think about really successful franchises, they have a hockey team. Not, <laughs> not, 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 not the Ghostbusters suit up and play hockey. Right. None of the Ghostbusters are on the team. <laughs> they have a hockey team with jerseys. That's a whole nother level. And, and they, they run toy drive. Like OKC is, is once we interviewed them, I was like, wow, there's a lot right. of wealth of information here that some of the people like Kevin or someone in a small rural area, maybe it's very difficult actually in a small rural area. You don't have, uh, a lot of resources. So learning from a lot of these other groups on how to do it, we learn together. Right. But it, it is a go- future goal for me for the show. I do want the show to be a place where um, you can go back and reference 
some uh, information if you're looking to start a chapter, but uh, right. I'm I'm not the professor by any means. And I, yeah, don't and I, I guess maybe either. mentorship was the wrong phrasing to put on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, are you going to create like, you know, a leadership program and a seminar and, uh, you know, come to this timeshare opportunity. You, too, can buy into a firehouse. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a salesman, so I could get into that side of it. But um, it's, I think Ted would agree, right? Yeah, it's, it's all about sharing. Mentorship is mentorship is a fine word to use, but it wasn't ever a goal. It wasn't it wasn't even a thought yeah. really. It's just that this community is just so knowledgeable in in everything that they they know and understand in their experiences. Their their knowledge is so vast. Matt started sort of a, a community of sharing information when he created the the Franken Gang, which is uh, a Facebook group where you can go and ask questions about uh, Frank and Geek um, kits and how to install them and 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 what to troubleshoot, how to troubleshoot if something goes wrong. And it's like it's right. just that it's just like people having a space where if you don't have an answer to something, they here's a, a group where you can just throw out something and there's there's people that will help you out and they don't want anything in return. But the same the right. same thing goes with uh, kind of the, the show that we do, um, you know, talking to these groups and seeing what they do. The 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 Northwest Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters of the Northwest are one of the best best examples of of sharing information and and just wanting every chapter to prosper. The how to the how to videos they, are they make how to if you're listening, go to YouTube, Ghostbusters Northwest, how the Proton Pack works, how all this stuff works. <laughs> just just listen. Sorry, Chad, I didn't mean no, to no, cut no, you no, off. Fine, fine. Go look at those videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our thoughts with uh with the team because I know one of their members suffered uh a death in the family recently and so our thoughts are with That's them. Unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear and that. but the, the thing the reason why I bring them up because they're they're such an amazing group. They created all these fantastic retro looking Ghostbusters um, how to videos. And when we talked to them, they told us to our faces, any team can use them. You go out yeah. to an event, you go out to a con with your team in your city, take these videos, show them. It, it raises your like clout level. It, it raises, uh, it raises just the, the, the entertainment value of what you're trying to do and just right. like present yourself. It raises all of that to another level. And so for those guys, there's, there's teams like they're, out there like that they just want to share the information they want to share the knowledge and so it's it's groups like that it's it's not mentorship but it, it is a community of sharing knowledge uh and information mm -hmm. and it's just it's so it's so great that everybody's willing to do that without a second's notice without any hesitation whatsoever yeah. right for, for me it's like hey i'm a dumbass come teach me something <laughs> um <laughs> i i i I, I, don't, I never want to be the smartest guy in the room when we're doing a stream i want i want to just hear what other people are doing. I think it's, it's incredibly important. And um, I think that's what you are kind of about too. I've listened to a lot of your episodes and um, you really, as you can see, as we've been rambling for an hour, but uh, you let your <laughs> guests kind of talk, you know what I mean? But that, that's how it goes. You, you need to learn, you need to listen. And um, I, I think it's really important. And I'm very proud of what we've done in a short amount of time. A year is no time in podcast world. Yeah. Um, and I think we're only going up from here and, um, Hopefully we can build on this toy drive next year. So I guess there was, I think there was one thing I wanted to say that I think is really cool. Cause it kind of, we touched on it. We skipped over it and I didn't mean to, but um, I like this idea that, you know, you're, you're sort of set out to, um, to market the success of all of these individual organizations, but also to recognize that they're, 
if they're most effective, they know how to talk to their own communities. And like, I was thinking about, as you were talking about this, like there are certain groups that go out and do work with communities that they can't publicize well. Right. Like, um, so as an example, I know like the central Oklahoma ghostbusters, Austin young has been on this podcast and we've talked about this, that they work with an organization that essentially is working with foster kids. Right. So like they can't ever go take photos with the constituents of kids that they engage because if they did, they'd be like violating privacy rules. So it's like, they can't ever, you know, show that work to anybody that they're doing. And if we were to be talking about like only the stuff that can be publicized in the easiest ways, like nationwide, those blind spots that the fandom like makes connections with. And that is maybe like the most meaningful because it's these coming back every year kinds of things they would get lost. So I think that like, it's good that like you're recognizing like, Hey, we want to foster this toy drive initiative. We want it to be something everybody can be a part of, but we also don't want to strip you away from the efforts that you would put into your local community because it would take away from those blind spots. Otherwise that are getting supported by a bunch of randos in flight suits because they recognize the need. Right. And I say that not to be like put down on people in flight suits as much as just like sometimes, you know, these, this like, who are these guys who with proton (laughs) packs giving away free stuff? Oh, they care. All right, cool. Come on in. You know, but like, Yeah, I mean, I think and so I want to say to you guys, I think you made a good strategic decision and like, how do we, you know, pick this up and run with it? Well, let's not try and reinvent the wheel. Let's see if we can help to mobilize people who are already doing what they're doing and market that success and mass for everybody. Right. Like and that's ultimately I'm like, I felt weird, like inviting you guys on because I'm like, do I talk to you? Do I talk to New York? Do I go like talk to each of the individual franchises? And like there is a version of this. I will not. I will tell you. I tried to cover this a couple weeks ago. I was like, how can I sit down and cover this and talk about it? I'm going to do like a giving episode. And then I sat down to be like, I'm going to figure out what each of these organizations are doing. And then I was like, what the hell am I doing? The New York guys spent four hours doing this, <laughs> right? Like I'm, how am I this? I am literally recreating like an Excel spreadsheet of things and places to go, to go donate toys. And this doesn't make sense for me to put this out in this way, as much as it makes more sense, to just elevate the folks were already doing that. Yeah. Right. Like, and that was kind of part of why I wanted you to come on too, but it's like the effort that's coming out there when I sat down and began to parse it out. And I was like, this is not just like, Oh, it's 30 toy drives. No, it's like 30 organizations or 35 organizations that are each doing like four different donation locations. Like, (laughs) you know, like, so, and, um, honestly, like we, we talk about the, the competitiveness, um, initially because me and Ted did put a lot of work into this and Ted has to talk sense into me sometimes. And at first I, I didn't want to, um, combine or to do anything. I was going to say, Hey, we're going to have our own big toy drive. Um, but having the New York city team involved, um, is absolutely crucial. And it, it's, it, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier, preaching about competitiveness. Like we have to sort of etch that out. We have to get rid of that idea because there's only that more, many more kids being helped. Right. By teaming up with New York City to do this. And, you know, now we get the coverage. Now Jason's on board. Now he's promoting, um, you know, shout out to Jason Fitzsimmons. Um, Ghost says radio would like a shout out to. So, you know, just just leave that there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, we really we want everybody to um, congeal. And I had to overcome that a little bit because we gathered a lot of groups. But. It, it's it, having New York involved with, is crucial. Right. It gets eyes from Ghost Corp. Cause San Antonio's we're a small little city, small chapter. Um, 
easy to overlook. Again, Ted brought that up earlier. So, you know, this is our way of like, you know, getting in there and still doing the most good that we can. I wanted to be Santa Claus this year. I said, I'm going to do a hundred thousand toys. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we'll get there, but that was the goal. Um, and we wanted to, to get that in time and, and hopefully we do. And, um, but yeah, it's, it was a unique way of doing it. It was very organic. I'd love to say I, we, we sat by a whiteboard and said, this is the master plan. Right. Uh, what is the, what is the meme from, uh, Charlie and, uh, always sunny in front of the, uh, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it wasn't like that. It, it was all very organic and, you know, it's from the heart. And that's, that's why it took off so well. It yeah. wasn't manufactured. It wasn't processed. It was just organic, raw. And, and that's why it and worked. A, and a, so it, all, it also I, made sense. Go ahead, sorry, Ted. No, 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 you're fine. And it also made yeah. sense. It's like, hey, Cincinnati, you, did you guys do something when Ghostbusters told us to do a toy drive last year? And we're like, yeah, wasn't that crazy? Yeah, let's let's take our time this time. Let's let's make it a fun thing instead of a, a scramble and uh, you know stress us out. Um, that way we can really do some good. So it just made sense. It made so much sense. It was an easy idea. And every time you talk to another chapter, it's just like, oh yeah, that would be much better. That would be a, a much easier thing to do if we could say, hey, it's September. And we're going to do a toy drive and we're going to know right. where we're going to set up and we're going to know uh, how many appearances and, and what organization it's going to go to. It's just it it made it so much simpler for every other team. And it, all, it was almost like a breath of fresh air. Like nobody was thinking about it in the summer. And yet, like, we didn't want to get no offense to the, the social media people uh, for Ghostbusters, but we didn't want to get surprised. And, you know, right. and then it would have been like all happened all over again. Like we to do things the right way to, to, to really, really take it seriously and, and put in a concerted effort. We, we definitely need more time. Like all of these teams, they just don't want more time and just needed somebody to say like, Hey, wouldn't this be a great idea? And that that's it. That's all it was. So what, if you, if you had to think about what's the, um, you know, like you're coming down to sort of the, the end of the holiday season, like we're going to release, uh, you know, like uh, on Sunday. So you probably have a couple like if you're listening out there, a lot of these drives are closing on either the 15th or the 21st yeah. um, from my reviewing of stuff. So um, if you want to find out where to get that list, the list of organizations is probably is the best place to find it. The Countdown City Geekcast Facebook page. Is that that's the place? To find that's it? what I recommend. Yeah. Ghost Heads Radio is an outlet with uh, our our overall media team, which is the, uh, the Countdown City Geekcast. If you go to the Facebook page, I, I I wanted, I was kind of like you. I wanted to write down every address <laughs> of every toy drive. It's for, so for every group. I want, if I, if I, if I had more time and, and more knowledge, I would have built a website that like had a calendar for like every team, but nobody has that kind of time. So instead, the, <laughs> the best I could come up with is here's every single city in the United States with a Ghostbusters yeah. chapter doing something. You click on the city nearest you, you find that chapter, and they're going to have a flyer or an event page and a time and a right. location. You show up there. You give all you can. We're going to appreciate the hell out of it. And I – when I talk to people like in person, cause we're also making appearances out at the comic shop, the same one from last year. I tell people like they understand and they know the organizations cause the local organizations are well known, 
Like they understand mm-hmm. these toys. They know where they're going. When you when you kind of give your money to uh, a big worldwide organization, um, you kind of don't know what your dollar is going to be spent on. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you hand a toy to a dude in a flight suit wearing a proton pack and he tells you where it's going to go and what child you're right. going to help. Um, you know that that's going directly to that organization for those kids. So it, it kind of helps to paint that picture for people like this is exactly what we're going to do with these. And we've had people just like on a dime go into the store, come back out, three or four items, throw them in the box and they just say have a good night. Last year we kind of did a giveaway and half the people that donated to us, they didn't want to be entered in the raffle for the giveaway. They're just like, we just want to help. Right. And we were just like, I've had that experience wow. even with the giveaway I'm doing. I've had a few people who donated things and they messaged me and I'm like, hey, you didn't put your, you didn't give me uh, your social media if you want to be in the drawing. And like, cause I know who they are and they're like, yeah, I, I'm good. Like I have one of those already. I just wanted to like, I think the, the, the most heartwarming thing was someone gave money to the, do- to that charity giveaway. And when I said, wow, thank you for your generous donation. Um, I can't believe that like, you know, you didn't have to donate that much. And they said, well, I listened to Matt Zunick from the LA Ghostbusters on your podcast talking about like the power of giving and what it means for us to all come together. And I was like, well, I can give that much money this time. And I was like, it's working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's key. But it's true. And I I think one of the things that, um, some of the smaller franchises struggle with when they're starting the toy drives is um, it doesn't have to ex- exactly be entertainment the whole time. Yeah. You, you know, you're not walking a parade. You're not sitting at a con booth where mm-hmm. everyone's going to be coming up for pictures, just standing out there. Well, even if someone doesn't want a picture with you or they don't care about the ghostbusters, if they see you standing out there, I've seen people walk into the store, not acknowledge us walking by but when they walk out, they drop something in the box and they keep going right. about their day. It, it's really just about the effort that it takes to just stand there for a little while, uh, which yeah. isn't too bad. Um, and uh, cash donations are big, too. I, I think groups need to get better with this. Uh, there needs to be QR codes on each one of these boxes. They go to a either it's a GoFundMe link or it's a link to the donation where people can use their card to donate, right. uh, whether they're fans of Ghostbusters or not. I think it just maximizes opportunity. Um, and the use of Facebook groups, I think, is important, too. I think uh, Ghostbusters franchises worldwide, that's a big one. I, I'm sure you guys follow it, too. Um, but I think there's like 38,000 people in there. And, you know, you get 38,000 people, half of them want to donate. So let's say, let's just say 16K, they all give $1. I mean, you're, we're talking about a huge yeah. amount of money that, that could be potentially donated. So I think that Ghostbusters uh, franchises as a whole need to get on board into the digital era I, I kind of, and how to do things. Yeah, I mean, I have to say watching the L.A. guys do what they've done, like they will use QR codes that link to all of Starlight's platforms for all the stuff they do. Yep. So when they're at a convention, they are using QR codes even to do the raffle. Right. So if like they're doing the convention raffle where it's like, hey, we have three prizes on site. We're going to hand out raffle tickets to you physically and we're going to do the drawing at four o'clock. But the way to pay is to scan this QR code with your phone and immediately donate the money directly to the organization. Right. Like so it's like they and that, and what I like about this and I'm, I'm going to ask you all what you think about this in terms of your long term goals for the toy drive. Do you see yourselves wanting to tap into that competition a little bit? To sort of because that's like when I look at what Starlight's done, they've given everybody to say the ability to be like, hey, this is our fundraising team. 
Right. And like, I have an idea of like where I sit right now. I'm like number eight on the leaderboard. Yeah. People who raise money for Starlight. And I'd be very, I've made like $400 for my fundraiser in like LA has made like, I don't know, 18 grand or something. <laughs> I'm kidding, but like not really, but not that much. But it's like there's a $5, there's probably a five figure amount of money that the groups at the top of this thing are really have. Right. Like, but do you think that that kind of leaderboard mentality, that friendly competition is something that can still get fostered? Like, because we've kind of avoided it. We're like, oh, the competition can be bad. Like, do you think there's a way to foster that in a positive way within the community um, to kind of help to make this thrive more? I don't think it's a bad idea. And I, I like the fact that, you know, even it, even though for the Starlight Foundation, which the L.A. guys convinced me to sign up as well, um, there's there is a leaderboard. But the first thing you see is that overall donation total. The total. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you're right. that's the first yep. thing you see. You kind of have to scroll a little bit to actually find each group and, mm-hmm. and the order that they're in. But it helps that it's still a concerted effort, you know, and the L.A. guys have been great promoting it and, and kind of sharing that mentality. I, I told folks yes, uh, yesterday when I talked to Miguel and Matt, um, if any groups want to sign up and you're not sure if you're doing it right, talk to the L.A. guys. They're going to help. Oh, you yeah, guys. for sure. They're willing to help. Yep. They want this to be a success. You know, they want this to succeed. And having another 10, 20, 30 groups is going to help get them there faster. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think so. But I, so I, that's what I think. I look at what they're doing and that's like that opportunity to come on board. But I like that. I will admit, I like that little competitive piece of it. And I don't know, Matt, if you, because yeah. as a competitive person, if that really person, scratches yeah. your itch at all, but. Uh, no, I'm I'm the most competitive person. Um, <laughs> I I I struggle with though if and maybe it's just semantics, maybe just a, a word change. Because it, and here's just a reality. It's just a, a little bit of piece of real world for everybody listening. Um, the geek and nerd realm is not filled with extroverts. No, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, it, it's 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 not filled. And and there's some of us out here who are extroverted. Yeah. Um, but. It's I think, though, the competitiveness can turn some people off that's fair. because that, that that's just their personality trait where they don't like or feel comfortable in those situations. Right. And so I, I would say the competitive nature is good in um, the top 10 markets, probably in the U.S. Uh, you can probably drop down maybe top 20 markets in the U.S. Um, markets, I mean, of just like. Uh, money and size. Sure. So like New York would be number one, LA would be number two. Um, Houston, for example, is number six. Um, I, I think that that competitive drive in nature works really well in those markets. Once you get into those rural communities, mm-hmm. you can't motivate someone who lives in a town of 1500 people. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, um, you're right. To, to, to compete. Right. So, cause they don't have a chance and they didn't have a chance to begin with. So it's just, I, 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 I think I, I like the idea of the competition, but I think if we're going to gain as many people as yeah. possible, it can't be worded that way or presented that way because most people just won't join in because how the hell could Cincinnati join in if it, well, if you got chased, <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if the goal was to compete with Los Angeles, no, that's fair. Just, I, yeah. I'm like, I'm when I went to grad school, I went to grad school in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, so like if I were in the ghostbusters, Laramie, <laughs> Right where the the population is twenty eight thousand five hundred people or whatever it is when I went to school yeah. there, and seventeen thousand of them are affiliated with the university, and it's like oh, it's eleven thousand yeah. around town, around year residents, and they turn the traffic lights off because uh, they don't need them um, like yeah. in the summers. Yeah, you're probably right. Like that's kind of going to be a downer, right? Like trying to be 
competitive in that sense. I didn't think of that. So, um, yeah, they're, they're just going to say idea. we're going to do our own thing. And so that's why we thought, and, and it wasn't like hindsight. It wasn't like any smartness that came behind it. But we were like, um, well, we can't figure out the logistics. What we'll do is we'll get everybody together and say, find something in your community that means something to you and motivate yeah. your members. And let's see how many we can get. And, um, naturally it just came about that way. In hindsight, when I look back on it, I can apply the logic. I just, uh, spoke about before, but I, I'm glad that uh, the sort of divine intervention led us down <laughs> that road. Um, uh, because I, I do, because I'm a very competitive person. I, I I don't mind getting in your face and saying, "Hey, get up, let's let's go, let's go get some toys." You know, <laughs> we're we're going to do the best we can today. I have no problem with that, but I understand that not everyone is me, and it, if we're going to get as many groups as possible. It's just better to not do it. That no, way. that makes sense. I, I think I think that's a really valid point. It's the one I haven't thought of that, like, you know, if you're in a smaller market like that and you don't have as many people around you can even tap into, that's the challenge. Yeah. You know, um, you're mm. yeah, you're discouraged. That just took from, me back to grad you're school. Discouraged from even joining in that, in that regard. Yeah. 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 No, you're that's, that's something I didn't really think about because it's like I've had the privilege of like I am a, I'm a person who grew up in New York and I've like lived in L.A. now. And it's like my period of being in ruralism was the two years where I lived in the middle of literally like nowhere. Um, <laughs> the next town was 65 miles away and there was nothing between here and there. Um, and I running anything there would be challenging. Like part the, that's fair. That's real. So, and that's even a university town. So it's like leave that town and drive to like Gillette, Wyoming. And I don't know what you'd do. You'd mine for Trona for glass and ask for donations for, for toys. Now I'm getting like way too inside baseball about my own <laughs> life. Um, but um, I, my sort of, the thing I wanted to ask you before we uh, put a pin in this for this conversation, cause it's been interesting, but I don't, I want to be respectful of your time. No, you're good. Um, what, what is your, if you have a, a goal for where it goes next year, right? Like presumably you're going to do it for your, like for the next year, right? Like you, you were in it for the, let's do a toy drive in a week when Sony called for it, you were in it to do it months in advance to try and uh, build it together. What do you think is your goal for next year to go to like the next level of this or to build it out further? Like, what do you want to see it do to grow even more? Oh man. Um, I haven't even thought about yeah, it to be I, honest. I want to see where this one went. That's fair. And um, I, I kind of want to also find a way potentially me and Ted haven't fleshed this out exactly, but I want to find a way to keep groups active all year. So I don't know if just, it's just going to be a toy drive for uh, Christmas. Uh, I think we may find ways to incorporate this to keep groups active. Yeah. That tends to be how they, they live longer uh, if they're doing things. And that's kind of where my head's at with it um, next year. We're going to keep interviewing chapters. I know that. So uh, we were able to get uh, probably 35 in that amount of time. If we keep that going, I'd say we're, we should retain at least most of the people we already have sure. on. And then we should only be able to add to that. I'd love to have a hundred groups next year. It would be a good goal. I think like a food, like you were talking about food drives yep. would be interesting, right? The other one I was going to toss out there for yep. y'all if you're as uh, school supplies drives. Like it's a yes, good thing yes. to sort of do like, towards that. the end of the summer. Absolutely. Right? Like, cause like, yeah. you know, notebooks, pencils, all that stuff that like parents have to go out and buy for their kids or the teachers are trying to buy. To be fair, I teach college. My, my partner teaches uh, public high school. I might be trying to just get some freak school supply. I'm not really. Uh, but <laughs> Give teachers school supplies. We're, we're going to start that hashtag okay. now and we're going to keep um, it going through 2023. Absolutely. 
but it, it it it'll be huge in San Antonio, and not to bring up anything sad, but obviously um, with Uvalde and all those things that happened, yeah. um, there's a heavy there's a heavy focus on schools. There's a heavy focus on teachers. Uh, we would totally be in to do a drive like that. That, that that's that's a good idea. That's something we could put forward and even work with you on. Yeah. Um, and um, also, may you're going to be a part of the drive this year? Is that Right or no? So, what, are you going to do? Anything? I don't have a toy drive going on, but I have this charity giveaway that um, you know that's supporting okay, Starbucks. Yeah. Isn't so, it making money? Um, making that money for sure. That's yeah. What, you know. That's all that matters. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have you on for the end stream too, because we're going to do a final big stream yeah. where we bring on all the chapters who are involved, kind of give their numbers and what they did, and uh, we want to have some special guests and stuff. And um, from what I've seen so far on this podcast, I mean, you're really special. Well, thank you. I'm trying. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm yeah. special, but I'm trying. Um, but I, you know, I, I say that I, I, it's a, it's been, I look, I've, I'm, I'm on, I'm, I'm on episode 15 and I'm like, I talk to people and they're like, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, yeah, but you've been doing this longer than I have. And I feel humbled by you even saying that. So, uh, thank you. Cause you know, that's a lot of people who have been doing this, um, for a bit longer than I have. And, um, I think that yeah. that a lot of people have set the tone for me of what it should look like and sound like. And, um, you know, that's, you guys are working on something for a year. So take credit for it. <laughs> sort of my point. Like, yeah. you know, and, and luckily we have a different medium. I know that they're, and you're in a much more competitive space. I think, I think there's probably more ghostbusters like podcasts, but, um, I don't know that we have much, in the realm of, of the live stream. So we, we've benefited from that a little bit, I think of not being so audio focused and, um, but you've made a, a run, a good run here in the past little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen you featured a few times. You've been in my suggested posts, like the algorithms, I've uh, been pushing you on me. Um, but, it's all um, that Facebook revenue money. Yeah. No, I'm not at all. I have like it would be no. funny, like it's all my AdSense. Don't worry, I'm just out there monetizing. <laughs> but yeah, no, but you've been there, and um, obviously you're in a big market too. You know, market to LA. You have connections there, so um, I you, you should have a good run here. We're we're very pleasure to be on too. Uh, Ted hit me up. He was like, "Hey, Extraplasm wants us to have." I said, "Yes, let's do it." <laughs> well, say, thank you. say less. I appreciate that. I appreciate I'll, I'll also <laughs> speak a little bit for some of the other chapters I've already talked to because you mentioned like how do you – is there any competition that you guys can kind of see this going? You, you yeah. couldn't stop these teams now if you if you tried. If you told them like, ah, we're not going to do it next year. <laughs> no, no, no. Like a lot of these teams are so like energized and like so uh, ready to go for next year. Like um, yeah. Matt brought up uh, Scott Chase with the, uh, the Cincinnati team and um, Scott messaged me yesterday and goes, hey, just want to update you. Our, our one day toy drive last year only only got us 325 toys. I'm like only. I'm like that's fantastic, dude. That's like a huge number. And he goes, yeah, right. but I was I was hoping for more. Yeah. I'm just like stop. Like that's an incredible achievement. Sure. You should be proud of it. Your team should be you know proud of it. Um, it's gonna be appreciated. That's at least you know 150 or 200 or 300 kids that those toys are yeah. going to. So just like you just. Some of these chapters, like they're already ready for next year. Like, ah, we're gonna we're gonna beat it next year. Like, three hundred twenty five was good, but next year we're going for like a thousand. Like, some of these teams are already ready to go and they're prepared. Um, so, like, it's gonna get bigger and bigger. And like Matt said, um, it it doesn't it doesn't hurt, or it wouldn't make sense if we didn't try and harness this sort of coalition and this 
positive energy like multiple times throughout the year. Like it doesn't need to just stop with one toy drive in the winter season. Like this force of people who are, like I mentioned earlier, are extremely passionate about what they're doing. They can do anything. Mm -hmm. They could do absolutely anything, you know, if you just put everybody behind the same common goal. And so, yeah, uh, next year, definitely try and outdo whatever we finish at this year. But ultimately, I just want um, every group to kind of leave with a very positive experience. And that's that's sort of the main goal right now. Cool. Anything else you guys want to plug? Anything else you want to tell the uh, the ghost busting <laughs> universe, or at least the portion of it, the 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 pie chart segment of it that listens to this podcast um, that you want to sort of put out there in the world? I'll go first, and then I'll let Matt finish it out because I know he's going to end it out with a bang. Um, Ghostheads Radio. We started this a year ago, and this was, you know, again like we. We would love to take credit, but it was just such a no-brainer. Like, hey, look, everybody's going to feel so much better if we spend some quality time building and prepping for this toy drive. And if anybody wants to understand exactly what these teams are feeling and and how um, how like proud they are of, of what they're achieving and, and all the good that they're doing in the community, yesterday from the Cherryland team, I interviewed Nathan Dean on uh, our show and I, I could not um, tell you or describe to you how um, eloquently he put this entire experience for him and his team. I, I can only recommend that you check out uh, our stream yesterday that was 12-7. And, and Nathan was my second guest. But he just spoke so beautifully about how his team came together and how just amazing they felt. Um, after this experience that I, I just highly recommend you will be moved if you just listen to Nathan. It's awesome. And uh, it's just like, it, it's all worth it. It's all worth it for them. It's all worth it for me to hear that from them. And uh, it's just so incredible. I, I hope that every team um, gets kind of close to what they're feeling and going through right now, because for a lot of groups, they haven't done this before or for a lot of groups, like they didn't think, I don't know. They didn't think it could it could get to this point for them, and it's just so many groups are doing so much good in the communities. Oklahoma City team, uh, shout out to Justin, eight hundred toys in a weekend. Eight hundred. That's awesome. That is incredible. Like I, in a weekend. In a weekend. And yeah. like it, it puts them on cloud nine, and they're even like, you know what? It's great, but we feel like we can do better. So next year. They're already prepping to go above and beyond that number. It's just just seeing these people like that motivated, that passionate. It's incredible. It's so moving. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I um I would just say if if you're listening to this podcast and um, you haven't started your journey, you haven't started cosplaying yet, uh, do it. Find a way to get involved. Uh, if you're in a small rural community that doesn't have a chapter get involved it, it it's i know it's it's hard and it may seem difficult to reach out to that local business you feel like you're asking them for a favor uh but you have to shift that mentality in your mind and you have to be able to call them and realize that if a ghostbuster standing outside with the toy basket might drive them some business then it, it's okay to call and say hey, can i set mm-hmm. a box here can i stand out here and just get some toys it's beneficial for the businesses too and so if if you're a small chapter you haven't started reaching out there yet um, we're always there for you. Call, head up Ghost Has Radio. Uh, we'll help you come up with some creative ideas to push this and give you the confidence maybe that you need to, to go for it because it's it's really easy. And 
that's the hardest thing about this is like, it, it seems very difficult. How would you put this together? No, everything about it was very easy. It, it just, it requires people who care enough to, to go for it. So um, that's my message to the Ghostbusters world. Uh, I am Maddie B with Ghost Edge Radio. Uh, if you're listening, I'm crushing a can because we just finished another great <laughs> session here uh, with the Extra Plasma Podcast. So uh, love you guys and uh, tune in to Ghost Heads Radio. And where do they find you at Ghost Heads Radio one more time? Just guys, so they know where to find you guys. They find your find the back catalog of stuff or to find your show when it's live. Absolutely. You got two options. You can go to YouTube and uh, search uh, Ghost Heads Radio or Countdown City Geeks, the channel. That's the name of the channel. Or uh, Facebook is is definitely the better place because it has the the toy drive information where you can find all the cities that the chapters are located right. in, and and that's extremely important. Like it's it's December eighth right now, but there's still plenty of time. Like if you're not sure. in a chapter, you go find one, and if you need help finding one, if you can't actually drive to find one, we can hook you up with a chapter that's accepting monetary donations online monetary donations and i can promise you that all that money is going to go towards toys to kids so if you need any help at all we will we will go to the end of the earth to kind of make sure that you find a way to support uh these chapters and support the ghostbusters toy drive and if you if you if you're not still sure about that go to the la team the starlight foundation is a great foundation like you can support tomorrow a ghostbuster chapter by just sending the la team or sending extraplasm podcast sure. some money That's right there you yeah, go you can, and you can win an rc trap if you <laughs> yeah and um shameless shameless plug as well if you're looking for a way to contribute but you don't know how um we just launched our new merch on redbubble <laughs> and all 50 percent of all of the profit uh, until the end of the toy drive, we're going to put directly into um, the drive as awesome. well. So if you're looking for if you're looking for ways and you don't know how to get involved, but you want to do something, uh, Starlight, uh, all of the groups we have involved, almost uh, most of them have donation links. Um, you can buy a shirt. You can do it. There's there's many Absolutely. ways to get cool. involved. All right. Thank you very much for coming on, guys. It was good to meet you both. And, uh, and 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 you keep too. on doing what you're doing. Um, you know, at the end of this podcast, Ernie Hudson typically provides the message of always keep on busting. Um, in your case, that's <laughs> very important because it helps to provide good charitable support for folks out there. So thanks for doing it and thanks for coming on. Thanks, Jim. That's going to do it for Extraplasm this week. Thanks for listening. I want to say thank you one more time to Matt and Ted for coming on the show and sharing their story. And if you'd like to find out more about what Ghostbusters franchises are doing on a regular basis, uh, from a show that's interviewing people once a week on that subject, uh, feel free to check out Ghostheads Radio via the Countdown City Geekcast page on YouTube or on Facebook. And the Facebook page is probably the place to check out best because that's where their live stream happens. So uh, make sure you check that out if it's something that interests you. Beyond that, if you want to be charitable yourself, remember that you can uh, help out by donating $10 to Starlight Foundation at donate.starlight.org extraplasm. And that enters you into a contest to win one of three awesome, actually four uh, awesome Ghostbusters prizes because there's two of those sets of autographs we're giving away. Uh, but just keep this in mind that the uh, deadline for that is the 29th of this month. So we're about, you know, we got about few more weeks to go but we're about halfway there financially we've raised about half the money we're hoping to if we cross over the line we are hoping to raise that is a good thing not a bad thing so uh okay so if you've got anything you want to share with the podcast remember you can find me at extraplasm on instagram or twitter or extraplasmpodcast at gmail.com 
And I thank you as always for listening. And remember, as Ernie Hudson would say, try to have fun and always keep on busting. Take care.